quiz. Bald, bare ass, boiled. 50 Randy quiz. Hiled me. Hiled me. Hiled me. 50 Randy quiz. It's a sad dance. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades. I am your host with the most Nicolas Cage movies. It's not a question. You absolutely are. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's your boy, Chucky B. And my co-host, as always. JT, teardrop specialist money. And we have with us pretty much just like a normal co-host this year, this season, pretty much. But he is, as always, our favorite guest host. Johnny Spade. I've insisted that Johnny Spade do his thing this year. And, in fact, insisted that he picked the movie we watched this week. Which he did. It is uh, episode 128, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, we watch Jojo Rabbit. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to 50randyquades.com and let us know what the fuck is up. So I see you laugh taglines here. Uh, so I forgot to put it in when I sent it to you. But uh, I, got I got it. I got you covered. I'll say I got you covered. I did notice that. And I can give you one of them at least. And it's barely a tagline and more of just a short description. An anti-hate satire. Well, it's funny because I left that one off completely. And I went with the more uh, long comes a satire that goes to war on hate. I'm going to guess that the ellipsis that comes before comes because I also have that down here, was preceded by from writer-director Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Satire, et cetera. Et cetera. Because it feels weird. I read, it, I read it, and I was like, why would you just jump in in the middle of a sentence like that? What kind of fucking strategy is that on the tagline? And I thought about it for half a second and went, oh, there's some words missing. Yes, yes. Idiot. Okay, sorry. So we got the taglines covered. That's good. Yeah, and so with that, I think we're just going to go ahead and introduce... The trailer for Jojo Rabbit. I'm guessing you're going to hear some Hitler in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Just in case anyone didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Here's Master Jojo. You're a top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, <laughs> ambush techniques, zim blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Russ, of course you can. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. Kids, it's time to burn some books. You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Hi, Hitler. I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. <laughs> Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. <laughs> you know what I am? Sid. A Jew. Gesundheit. Sheesh, that was intense. What am I going to do? No idea. Got it! I've been negotiating. I'm going to negotiate. the house and blame Winston Churchill. I'll negotiate. If I tell on you, 
You'll be in big trouble. They'll never win. Love is the strongest thing in the world. Your mother took me in. She's kind. She treats me like a person. You two seem to be getting on well. She doesn't seem like a bad person. I'm the enemy. You're not a Nazi, Jojo. You're a ten-year-old kid who likes dressing up in a funny uniform and wants to be part of a club. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi. And we are back. Yeah, we're back. So how are you guys doing this week or episode? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Well, that's good. How about you, Spade? I'm fantastic. Well, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I just want to let you uh, guys know, if you're new to the show, we're going to talk everything about this movie. <laughs> or at least we mean to. We're going to talk everything about it, baby. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. But this oh, is... It, oh, it, it happened and it was beautiful. I want to tell you something else that's beautiful, dear listeners. I'm going to introduce it this time because I'm the one who brings the fucking spoils. I'm not going through this episode. That's going to be someone else's job. But I'm going to give you a warning. One quick... In brief warning, Chuck would say it's because he's humble. I say it's just because I'm nice. And here's a countdown. And when I get to the bottom of that countdown, one of these other two guys is going to jump in and tell you what happened in this movie. Three, two, one. So this kid, Jojo, he's got an imaginary friend named Adolf. And his uh, mom's got a Jewish girl in the attic. And then... His mom dies, and uh, they dance. Okay, so I see why I usually am the one who spoils these things. I'm not good. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. It's fine. His mom didn't just die. His mom was murdered by the Nazis for being sympathetic towards what they would deem radical ideals. Well, and that's why, I, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I explained that by saying there was a Jewish girl in the attic. But you just said she dies. She could have died from, like, being hit by a car in the street. No, no, no. It is it is implied that Here's she was murdered by it's a Nazi about, government. It's not about implications when it comes to doing the spoilers. It's about bald, bare-ass spoils. And just putting it all out there. Yeah. I'm better at breakdowns. They, they do dance, though. That's true. Not his dead mom and, and him. The well, girl she... Well, maybe well, he, he was hugging he her dance. feet. Like if he was hugging her neck, that could have been dancing. That's not that was hugging her feet. That wasn't dancing. The only reason they were swaying is because she was hanging from her. Yeah, but I mean, it kind of counts. That's a morbid kind of dancing. It's Chuck. a sad dance. It's not a That's happy morbid... dance. No, no, it is not like the end of the movie. Happy dance. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they were happy. The Germans weren't. Well, in case you were unaware, this is a comedy drama war movie. Yeah, it's we're back satire. in Germany. <laughs> back in Germany. Movie. Did you know that this movie was rated PG thirteen? No, not until I just read it. Yeah, it's for mature thematic content and some disturbing images, violence, and language. Yeah, I think it's a fair rating for this movie. So, 
how many fucks did they say? I can't remember one. I only get one. There was at least one. Which one? I don't remember. When one. he said "fuck you, Hitler," and he kicked him out the window. Oh, then that was probably their one. Yeah, but didn't they also talk about fucking dogs? I think he said "screwing dogs." Maybe it was just I my could... mind changing it to "fucking," but I don't know. I definitely I don't really think too hard about cuss words, and I assume this was just rated R anyway, so I didn't think too hard about it. Yeah, I didn't realize it was rated PG-13 until I did the sheet. I thought it was rated R. Johnny Spade, did you know this was rated PG-13? I did. I did. Did you the first time you saw I did that? not. I don't think. I probably didn't pay attention to that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it does. Do you want to go see a horror movie that's PG-13? Yeah, sure. Why not? Paranormal Activity is definitely PG-13. Yeah, but that's... A t- you picked, like, the one good one. But it's one good one. I'm not going to go to the theater to see almost any movie. So, no, I'm not going to go to the theater to see a PG-13 horror movie, right? That's, you know, but I'm not going to regret that choice on Amazon or something like that. You know what I mean? Just taking a chance on a free PG-13 horror movie. It might suck, but it might be so bad that it's fun. Yeah. I just generally don't even look at that. Like, is the description interesting? Okay, I'm in. So... Thinking, talking about interesting, right? And I don't know how interesting this is. Sure. But I use these two different like websites to to generate all the information for the sheet, right? And they have kind of conflicting timelines for when this movie was released. So I'm assuming the earlier release, which is October 18, 2019, is uh, a limited release before the more expanded uh, release. Uh, nationwide release of November 8, 2019. Well, looking at the amount of money it brought in on that early release date, I think that's a safe assumption. Like, it was probably on limited screens, which is why it was less than even $500,000. But it pulled in almost four on that next weekend that comes up from IMDb. What, uh, four million? Yeah. So it would make sense it was limited in that first week just because it had so much less money coming in probably because it was on less screens. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's just fucking bombed hard, but then I don't understand why it would get another release later. But it's interesting to to note that on its uh, original limited release, it debuted only at number 17. And then when it came out as a full release, uh, it, it was only bumped up to number 11. But if you look at the kind of movie it is, it's not the kind of movie that's going to be in the top 10. This is not... Not to say that it did bad for itself. Obviously, we'll get to how well it did for itself. But it's a rare exception because of who made this fucking movie and how hot he is at the moment. And that's not to take away from the quality of the film. But it definitely got a boost because he's a high-profile guy connected to those movies that are number one in the world and making billions of dollars. Yeah, I I tend to agree. So the top five, I guess, for the original release, uh, was number one was... uh, Maleficent. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, $36.9 million. That's crazy. I loved the first one. I have not seen that one. And then Joker, number two, in its third week for $29.2 million. Zombieland, Double Tap at number three, $26.8 million. Brand new movie, apparently a new Adams Family movie. I think it's animated oh yeah that makes sense and it's second week 16.3 million and then gemini man and number five second week 8.3 million dollars believe that's a will smith movie 
I'm really glad we get to go through a second set of top five this week. No, we can just say if you want to go and hear that set of the top five, you can go listen to our Dr. Sleep episode where we will run down that exact top five. Oh, good fucking call, my man. I didn't even realize that that's the truth. So please do yourself a favor. Go to 50randyquades.com. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts and listen to the Dr. Sleep episode. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my choices this year, guys. And so this movie, Jojo Rabbit, had an estimated budget of $14 million. And it made a decent amount of money. Yeah, I'd say it did really well. Yeah, because uh, it brought in a grand total $90.3 million, bringing in over $76 million in profit. A lot of money for this movie. Yeah, it's a smaller budget than I imagined. Honestly, fourteen million, but I guess there isn't a whole lot of crazy like explosion war shit till the end. Yeah, there's not really much to it up until the end. No, it's just a lot of acting. Yeah, well, and it was superb acting. Oh, for sure. And so, who was this written, directed, and starring? JT. I've already said his name. Do you not want to give it a try? Nope. It's Ty. It's Taika Waititi. Okay, yeah, because I wouldn't have gotten that, even after hearing you say it. Johnny Spade, you want to give it a try? Taika Watiti. See, this motherfucker's got it. Chuck, give it a go. Nope. Not going to butcher this. You're going to butcher an Australian accent here in a little bit. Just go give it Possibly. a try. No, you know what I will let you guys know? I'll let you know who played the infamous Jojo Rabbit, and that's Roman Griffin Davis. Yeah, you couldn't ask for a more Anglo-Saxon fucking name for the most part. That's easy to say, bro. Yeah, I know. Can you say the next one? Thomas McKenzie. There you go. I, <laughs> I thought you were going to find a way to screw that up. I really did. And that was Elsa. She and other stuff. I've never seen her in anything before that I I know at least. You know, maybe her name's clicking because isn't that the name of one of the girls in The Witch was Thomason? Yes. Maybe that is definitely. Why. That might be where my brain's going. Possibly. Oh, it makes me want to watch that movie now. And then there's good old Scarlett Johansson, who plays Rosie, a.k.a. JoJo's mom. I had no idea she was in this movie. Like, I didn't really know the cast until I saw the credits rolling. So I saw Scarlett Johansson. I was like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. All right. And then um, we see the next name that I'm going to bring up right now. And that's, as you put it here, Sam motherfucking Rockwell. Yeah. Because this is apparently hashtag Rockwell chat. Yeah, because I was like, hold on a second. Say Rockwell's in this movie? I know I'm in for a treat at this point. And I got to thinking about it, and you made the same observation earlier. This is three in a row for Sam Rockwell, completely unintentionally. Yeah, it's crazy because we haven't done back-to-back cage movies this year, yet we're doing back-to-back-to-back Rockwell. I could pick a number of Sam Rockwell movies to keep this going. I mean, not, we're going to break it just by virtue of the next Cage Talk. I've already Sam Rockwell's not in Astro Boy. Oh, that'd be so great if he was somehow Sam Rockwell making a slight appearance in Astro Boy. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. So, Chuck, who played Adolf? You want to give it a try his name right now? No, we already said that. Starring. No, no, but I know it's in it's it's in in the list here of, of actors that uh, I gloss. I just want to make sure you don't want to try and say it. No, I'm good. But we do have Rebel Wilson playing Fraylene Rom. 
Fraulein. So you're gonna you're gonna try and say <laughs> Fraulein and say it like Praline, and you're not even gonna bat an eye at fucking that up and butchering it terribly. It's Fraulein. I mean, I was close. Just say the man's name, please. Just say the man's name. <laughs> Takeki Takiki. Right. Takeki. Yes. <laughs> nope, I said it wrong. Yes. I'm cutting no, all that. <laughs> nope. Takeki Takiki. What's the breakdown though? Let's get to your forte. Let's get. I'm sorry for badgering you. I'll stop. Let's get to your forte in this IMDb breakdown. A young boy in Hitler's army, he finds his mother hiding a Jewish girl in the in the attic. Yep, that's the most basic breakdown you could get outside of an anti-hate satire. Yeah, <laughs> pretty spot on, huh? So, I mean, this movie starts off insane with this little boy just running around town hailing Hitler to literally everybody he sees. He starts out in his room just talking to Hitler, getting a pep talk, and they just yell how Hitler at each other a Heil whole me. bunch of times. Hiled me. Hiled me. <laughs> and he does. This movie then, just yeah. starts off crazy. And he gets to running around town and just being a proud little Nazi, part of the Jungfolk, I think they were calling them here. Oh, I don't remember. The young folk, I think that would translate to. Yeah, I just call them the little Nazis. That's probably what we're going to stick with here. I'm not going to keep trying to say anything in German if I don't have to. But he's so into it that he goes to, like, this little Nazi camp. Yeah, it's like a little weekend camp for little Nazis. I mean, bear in mind, this is based on shit that is very real. In oh, terms of, yeah, like, I assume this is all real shit. The town that they base it in, Falkenheim, is a fictional town. So, like, the actual events of what happened here are kind of left vague. But all of it is based on something that could very much have actually happened. Oh, I'm sure there were little kids running around with imaginary Hitler friends. <laughs> I'm sure it happened a lot. I don't know, man. It probably still happens today. I'm, I'm sure scary. it's a lot less today. Oh, I'm sure it's a lot less today. But this Hitler was pretty chill for the most part. Like oh, He was hilarious. He it, because it's definitely this like a black comedy, but not played like in a... It's not really. I guess it's not a black comedy at all because it plays itself as just a straight up comedy and a drama in its own way. Yeah, but the black co- like the, the it's not really dark humor that they go for here for the most part. The dark humor, I think, is the subject matter. I agree, but that I don't think they handle it in a way that I would consider it a black comedy. No, there are the- some parts where it's just like ridiculously hilarious. Just the way, like the way that the characters are saying the things. Like, there's at one point JoJo's like, obviously, I'm obsessed with swastikas. That little kid could act his ass off. It was like that was what made this movie great. Was how good the acting was. I had a funny thought while watching this. Like, I was thinking, like, Hitler's down in hell, like, burning in hell. And I wonder if this, when this movie came out, Satan, like, added that to a part of his fucking punishment in hell. As now he has to watch this movie for all eternity. Like, <laughs> look at you. You're a fucking joke to the rest of the world. <laughs> Every movie that's ever been made that makes Hitler a joke, I hope Satan is put on loop for him. <laughs> all of them. Every single one of them. Oh, be so good. Well, that's where he gets his name jojo rabbit at least because these older kids are like yo are you gonna kill a jew well then kill a rabbit and he's like i can't kill this rabbit and so they kill the rabbit in front of him and say you're a little bitch rabbit bitch we should kill you yeah and then they start calling him jojo rabbit and then he runs away and i don't think we know we mentioned it but this is actually where sam rockwell 
comes in he's like the captain of this uh like weekend camp for the youth nazis nazi boys clearly a fucking drunk (laughs) yeah he is clearly getting hammered throughout this entire weekend because he got pulled out of the war because he lost an eye yep and he's not happy about being stuck with these little fucking turds he's got his right hand man with him at all times though like they're chilling the ungrade I'm pretty sure they're supposed to like be implied that they that like they're romantic. Get down. They were romantically involved. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm. I'm glad I was not the only one who saw because I was bringing it up multiple times. I was like, are they supposed to be gay with each other? It was. It what solidified it for me was the scene like when JoJo's there and he steals the colored pencils, right? That he sees on the table. But even before we see these drawings that that he's made of these, they got real fabulous. close, like face to face. wise. exactly? It was even before then. The way they like stared at each other and lingered for a moment. <laughs> I was like, come on, man! Like, come I didn't on. Feel it. Well, I didn't feel it before then, but right then I was like, oh, they're definitely implying something there. And then they show us these fabulous uniforms. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So and I then they show up in them at the end? Oh, dude. That, I, I was fist pumping for that. Oh, my God. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, but they both end up dead, I'm sure, in the end. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get to that. But that was uh, actually a pretty like good moment, I thought. Is a heartfelt moment. Tug at your heartstrings. And then, so, JoJo's, like, crying in the woods, right? After he ran away from all these bullies. And then imaginary Hitler's all like, Oh, why are you crying? Don't cry. Be the rabbit. I cannot do a a German accent. Oh, no, buddy. Keep it going. (laughs) How about you, Spade? I'm not even going to attempt it. (laughs) I, I don't know. Be I would have like rabbit. a more Jojo, you need to be the rabbit. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, fuck yeah, and he runs. Uh, no, like... you need to, you need to go grab the grenade and you <laughs> need to throw it. I can't do a fucking. I tried. I can't do it. And he's running fucking balls to the wall, like at this group of people, and fucking Captain K's up there, proud fucking throwing grenades and shit fucking hammered he just threw a beer can or something but he is literally explaining is jojo is making this fucking impassioned run at him like don't be an idiot and lose a fucking hand or an eye with these i will make sure that you're safe just fucking follow my lead and jojo shows up on the scene <laughs> with adolf following behind him like the adolf running was hilarious too slow motion through yeah. the forest it's more of a frolic they were frolicking. It really was. Yeah. yeah. JoJo was running, but Adolf, he was frolicking. And he fucking grabs this grenade and he fucking pulls it and then he throws it and it bounces off a tree and lands right fucking next to him. Instead of running, he just stands there and looks at yeah, him. How did he not die shock. from that? Oh, how did he not die? Oh, I don't know, man, but he didn't. See, why did Adolf run from it? Because later he said he had like explosion proof legs or something like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> grenade proof legs i think that's based on a real event where someone tried to assassinate him and he survived i mean he obviously didn't have explosive proof legs but i think his his brag there was based on reality anyway so this kid survives not only survives but doesn't lose any limbs no he's got a little bit of a limp and some scars on his face He's got to go through some intense physical therapy on his legs for a while. Well, and then, like, right after that, 
right after that little grenade mishap, we find out that Scarlett Johansson is JoJo's mom. And I'm just like, damn, she's got it going on. It's the only Black Widow I'd let bite me. So then they they go in and Sam Rockwell has been demoted to this like office. Because not only did he lose nine in the war, now he let a kid get fucked up on his watch. So the Nazis ahead of him are like, bro, go work in an office, you idiot. So now he's hammered. And this is, I think, where he starts like where where you start uh getting the impl- uh implications that him and Theon Greyjoy got it going on on the side and Scarlett Johansson shows up she's like you better be fucking watching my kid or else I'm going to come back here and kick the fucking shit oh, out yeah, of she you she need him in the balls that's right and slap him in the face I'm yeah she's sure. like, like i ain't taking no shit out. motherfucker no she's like give him a job keep him busy but don't fuck him up so he gets a job like paper in the town and handing out conscriptions and well, like just doing errand boy work. The first thing, like one of the one of the main things that he wanted him to do, though, he's all like, "It's like, all right, what you got to do is you got to go sell cigarettes, but you got to have them. You got to be like, you want regular or menthol?" <laughs> but then he was like, "I'm a ten year old boy. I don't want cigarettes." Yeah, the fact that he's a ten year old boy definitely comes up multiple times throughout the movie. Well, they're driving home a point because his response there really, when he wanted a job, was. Can I just go fight in the war? And later, one of his buddies, Yogi or Yuki or whatever the fuck that little boy's name was, gets to fight in the war as a 10-year-old. And that shit really happened at the end. Yeah, it's insane. It's wild as hell. But some of them, had been, obviously as a 10-year-old, have been so brainwashed, they were like, yeah, let's go do it. I don't know how many that's truly true of and how many were just out there because they were scared as fuck and didn't know what else to do. Or like Rebels, uh, 18 sons. She just like starts, she's like handing them grenades and is like, go hug the Americans. <laughs> oh God, that was fucked up. Yeah, it was crazy. He gets home from his job one day and he hears something up. No, he doesn't hear something at all. He just gets to snoop it. No, I'm pretty sure he heard some fucking noise. Did he hear something? Yeah, I think he Maybe heard like he the, I think she was out of the room. Like the attic room, and then I think he heard her go back in because she heard him. Yeah, because he comes in the ah. house and and then like he hears something upstairs, and he's all like, he's like, "Mama, JoJo is home." Yeah, and she's not there. And so he goes upstairs, and he's all like, "What the fuck's going on?" And he's looking around. He doesn't see anything. Doesn't see anybody. And he's all like, "Well, this is fucking weird." And then he sees that scratch on the floor. And he's all like, man, is there a hidden fucking door? And he pops it open, man. With his Hitler knife. Let's not forget he uses his Hitler knife. Yeah, because, you know, you never leave home without your Hitler knife. It comes into play later. It's an important little knife. It is. It is. And he pops it open, right? And he's, like, crawling around in there. And he's got his little, like, Hitler flashlight that he pulls out. I'm sure it's, like, a little Hitler youth flashlight. No, no. No, you're right. It's just funny to hear each thing on his Hitler utility belt referred to as a Hitler tool. He's got his Hitler rope. He's got his Hitler pliers. His Hitler uh, screwdriver, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Hitler gun once he gets old enough? Once he's old enough. He's, he needs to be 11. Before Is he that gets the age for a gun? Yeah. Oh. 11. Hmm. Sure. So he's crawling, and then he sees a foot, and then he's like slowly trembling. He lifts up the light, and... She's all like, boo. And he's all like, ah! And he runs out of there. And he's like, I saw a ghost. 
I saw a ghost. She fucks with him too. It's funny. It's pretty funny. I like the fingers on the banister. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. creepy as fuck, dude. She was definitely playing it like she was the monster that he had been told she was. And she antagonizes him like that for the majority of the beginning of their relationship. And she is not afraid to just tell this little 10-year-old to fuck off. And it is pretty hilarious, some of the things. It's like, well, obviously we're demons that love money. Well, she's the one who tells them that they sleep hanging upside down from the ceiling like bats. And they have mind power, telecommunication with each other, or whatever the fuck it is. Like, Well, it's just, just playing into the, into the fears. See, I wonder if that was real propaganda back then. I feel like it was. Probably most definitely aimed at the children, because how hard would it be to convince a 10-year-old that Jewish people can communicate with each other telepathically? Uh, they grow up to be people, like when, they were, when, like when the men in black are looking through that book, and they're like, oh, look, they're showing the little, no. like the... No, the... stop, we need to clarify, that was not the men in black. What was the Nazi different... men in black? It was Gustavo. the Gustavo. It was a totally different thing. I just wrote the Nazi Men in Black. I'll just say you got it. Men in Black is a different thing entirely, even within the realm of the Nazi world, because they believed in all that occult shit. I bet you Hitler knew about the actual real Men in Black. But anyway, the Gestapo. Stephen Merchant, too. I got to mention him as the head of the Gestapo was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, I was like... When he first came out on the screen, I was like, man, I know this motherfucker from somewhere. Lots of where. And, but I mean, there was a very specific place that I, that I recognized him from. And it was because I'm currently watching a show and that he's on that. And like, he guest spotted on it, like an episode or something. And I was like, boo. Like I turned to Spade and I'm all like, boom, that's where he's from. Well, that's what I'm like. You've probably seen him. I know he was on an episode of The Office, if that's not the show you're referring to. No, I'm talking about the Big Bang. No, I I know what What I'm saying is you've seen him in multiple places. Oh, yeah, I know I've seen him in multiple places. But that's the most reason. Because, like, I was picturing him the way he is in Big Bang Theory. He he was one of the co-creators of the original British Office. Really? I did not know that. Yes, he was. Well, that's pretty cool. Fun fact. You learned something new. Every episode here at 50 Randy Quaid's. The more well, you basically, know. Basically, Elsa's like, don't tell anyone about me and don't tell your mom that you know about me or I'll cut your fucking head off. And he's like, and she's like, if you turn us in and everyone gets murdered, it's stupid, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, all right, here's the deal. Here's what I'll come to the conclusion of. You tell me everything about the Jewish people. I'm going to put it in this book that I'm going to call You Who Jew. And then eventually I'll just give that as a gift to Hitler. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. So so they start hanging out. There was basically. a lot. They just start hanging out. Through this movie that I would just say out loud, well, he's 10. And just like a response to the movie. Right. And I just felt like I needed to write that down. Why? It's just a lot of the times during this movie, it seemed like people were treating him like he was an adult. Well, I imagine he probably was treated a lot like an adult during this time frame in Germany with a father who was missing. It just, it just seems weird because he's a 10-year-old child. I, I just don't think the situation is that out of the ordinary. I think that's part of what makes it such an interesting story is that he is 10. If he's not, this isn't a fucking interesting movie if this kid is 17 years old. He's got an imaginary Hitler friend. <laughs> no, it's a little weirder. It's weird as hell. No, then it's not a fun movie. Then it has to be a dark comedy. <laughs> no, that's a very dark movie. I don't know if it's a comedy. It can't be. Then it's just weird fantasy. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's what you're saying. Where where him and Elsa then start this like friendship because they start spending a lot of time together. Well, he's interviewing. He's chilling. They're just you know they're having a good old time, right? And then um, one day he gets home and he's just letting her hang out. You know what I mean? Because at this point he's had a talk with his mom earlier about like falling in love and how you feel butterflies in your stomach if you fall in love with someone. He's like, yeah, whatever. I ain't got time for that shit right now. But at this point, and they're hanging out, he's still in the house now, out of the attic, downstairs, and there's this big old knock on the door. But before that, we see the butterflies in his stomach. So we know, like, this 10-year-old kid is experiencing falling in love for the first time with someone, and he's conflicted as hell about it because he's supposed to hate her, right? Yeah. Like, Well, there's, like, a bunch of things that they mention in talking. Like, like this kid is obsessed with unemployment because he brings it up a lot. Like, when he's talking about Nathan, he's like, yeah, I'm unemployed now, and I'm fat. Well, he's just trying to make him look bad yeah, because I know. he's in love but, with Elsa. But he brings it up in, like, other spots, too, where it just, like, looks down on it. And then um, at one point, he says, like, what's the deal with, like, the, the stealing of the ends of the penises? What, did he turn into Seinfeld all of a sudden? What's the deal with the stealing of the end of the penises? <laughs> the, the kid. He's all like, he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I mean, like, you steal the ends of penises, right? And the and the moils use them as earplugs. I don't think he uses the term moils, but I didn't even put that together. Like the stealing of the ends of penises is circumcision. Yeah, that yeah. didn't click in my head. <laughs> no, it's funny because like it immediately clicked in my head when it happened when he said it, and I just fucking died. I didn't even think about it. I just thought about them literally stealing the end of people's penises. <laughs> chopping off someone's bell end and uh, like i'm gonna put this in my pocket and so that that's when we get to uh elsa taking a bath and oh, right. having and to that's be when he falls in love with her yeah when, when he sees her like get out of the bath not like nude or anything but just like he's creeping around corners and shit he's getting a feeling for what's going on he's he like i gotta see a little something he's like he's like come on man i'm 10 everyone's treating me like a man he's like i'm double digits yeah i like that she like knew that he was making up those notes and then she was like, if you've come across any more of those notes, you know, let me know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we find out, like, it's pretty clear that she knows, obviously, he's writing them. But we find out for sure that she knew for sure. When at the end, she's like, oh, Nathan's been dead since last year anyway. So, like, I knew he couldn't have been writing them. That he's all like, well, me and fake Nathan got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> she got so upset about the breakup letter. But then I guess you could just think back that she's just being sad that he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, just thinking about him at all kind of just brought her down for sure. But that's when these five not men in black. They were in black, but they're not men in black. You know what I'm saying? The Nazi Gestapo, right? Is that what they're called? I think it's just just Gestapo. Gestapo. Yeah. So what is Gestapo? Like, what does that word mean? Hitler's Gestapo. Uh, I don't know. His crew? German. It's like his private police. So, is there any like modern day Gestapo's or Gestapo's just for Hitler? It's just part of the Nazi regime. Like, there's no one who's actually part of. And there's no real Gestapo anymore. Probably so, there's no like Gestapo like, for like Biden. No. The Secret Service. As, I think that was like the be. Gestapo's job was to go and find the Jews and fucking. That was yeah. Have you you've seen Glorious Bastards? I don't think so. Really, really good, but way more sad and intense Nazi movie. Quentin Tarantino, 
but you deal with the Gestapo in there too. I think I have that movie, but I don't think I've seen it. And Johnny Spade, I do think you're right that they that was like their primary. Like I'm not great with the actual history of that, but I think that's what they did. Because didn't they have them like in Italy and stuff too? They had a Gestapo. Yeah, and in Glorious so Bastards, they're, so they're this, in France. This phrase is just very specific to the Hitler regime. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Unlike the term Nazi, which is still applicable to this day, Correct. unfortunately. Correct. Well, the so, Gestapo come and the Gestapo go because well, Elsa pretends to be. They don't really just come sister. and go. No, no, I'm saying they they end up going. No, I don't but, think it's that easy, but they do end up going after Elsa pretends to be one of the JoJo's dead sister. One of the funnier parts of that scene are when they show up and then Rockwell and Theon show up and they are all hailing each other. Oh yeah. And it is literally takes a couple minutes. It's like three because, or four times. Because then he's like, so what's up? He's like, well, we came in. We hailed the kid. Then you guys came in. We all kind of hailed each other. And now that's where we're at. <laughs> like, And then when they go upstairs and she comes out, they all hail again. Yeah. It's just like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a joke that's been done in other satires of this i don't think that's i'm like i don't take no. that away from this movie no it's, it's not a, it's a perfect it's an homage to those other things because it's such a perfect thing to make fun of it's so funny to hear people just say it a dozen or more times <laughs> in a row almost like <laughs> yeah because it it's just like it. it's just like wow would this get tiresome like real fast it's just an absurd idea to me like everyone being so allegiant to someone to well, one single person that's like Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler you gotta say it all the time, Heil Hitler like, that's what made the intro of this movie like I thought was clever and hilarious where oh, there's like what they're playing like what is that like the Beach Boys or something or it's like I want to hold your hand or something and it's the, uh, the Beatles, Beatles. They did a lot of classic, like, that era of music, like 50s, 60s, 70s stuff with German lyrics over it. And it was just, like, it was really well done to get you kind of in the, okay, so that's what this is? Like, it, and that's, like it Hitler's a pop exactly, star? It tells you exactly what that movie is, that opening sequence. Like, okay, I see where we're at here. Well, now, after the Gestapo are satisfied... And Stephen Merchant looks through the Yuhu Ju book and loves it. He is just in love with that book. Everybody take, loved it. They take off. But in the process, Sam Rockwell has found out that Elsa is not who she says she is. Because she gives the wrong birth date. And she knows it when she yeah. looks at the papers later. And like me and Spade were talking about it like during the movie when that happened. And we're like, man, I was like, man, he's got one eye. Like, it's possible he just kind of, like, missed Saul. But I was like, yeah, he probably is looking out. Well, she says to JoJo afterwards, Elsa does. She's like, oh, they're going to be coming back. We're fucked. He's like, we can keep pretending. She's like, we can't pretend anything. Like, a Jew and a Nazi can't be a friend. So, fuck out of here, basically. She's like, it's hopeless now. But, like, it doesn't happen that way. Like, they don't come for her. Well, and that's the thing. They didn't necessarily. They were there looking for evidence on uh, Rosie. Uh, yeah, on Big Mama. And well, and they found it too, apparently, or they had enough innuendo that had been spread on the streets that they they bought it. 
because after Jojo has an argument with with Hitler about whether he thinks that, because he's like, I don't think Elsa's a bad person. And Hitler's like, you need to get your shit together, buddy. Yeah, Hitler's all like, hey, buddy, who's been warming up your bed for you? Me. I'm your friend. It's a weird way to put that. Yeah, but he was laying in his bed. Was that a thing that happened in the movie? Yeah, he was yeah. laying in his bed. He was laying in his bed, and he's all like, he oh, where are you being? But did he say he was warming up? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Oh my god, I must have missed that line. That's weird. That's super weird. He said, that's what friends do. He's like, that's what best friends do. Good god. Of all the weird things that happen in this movie, that's pretty weird to me about why I blocked it out. Well, Hitler gets, like, mean for the first time here. He gets into true Hitler speech mode. Oh, yeah. And it's like gets all whipped up and the camera like comes underneath of him and there's this lighting coming up underneath of him. Like the whole tone of the picture changes and he, his voice starts like echoing and Jojo's looking all scared and shit. And Hitler's like, fucking sort it out, idiot. And he spits in the pot of soup. <laughs> That's a gross, gross, gross thing to do. Yeah. I'll be honest though. If it was a pot of soup and someone spitting it, I'd probably just stir it on up. Oh, I wouldn't. Like, That's done. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pot, man. It'll I guess it depends on how poor I am. How what you are? How poor I am. I think, I, I'm hungry. Old, I think if I have a company and a big old pot of soup on the stove, I'm doing all right. I don't even put a big old pot of soup on the stove for myself. You know? <laughs> like, oh, man, you never made a big old pot of soup? No, I mean, I have, but it's not a common occurrence. Yeah, I guess it's not too common. I okay. mean, I'll make spaghetti. Mm. What does spaghetti have to do with soup? A little good soup? spaghetti. But what does that have to do with soup? Water. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you noodles. add noodles and water. Salt and pepper. A pot. Pot, yeah. <laughs> Stove. Heat. Spaghetti is not boiling water. Soup. All right, all I'm saying is you guys are killing me right now. <laughs> I'm giving you a lot of similarities. How many, how many connections between right. Yeah, I'm How many connections about, do you need? I'm not talking about the process. I'm talking about the finished product. Hey, well, I mean, you got to be more specific. With when your... the noodles are being boiled, it's not spaghetti yet. You know what I mean? You still got separate ingredients that need to come together to form the final dish. A fucking box of noodles isn't soup either. Some chicken stock isn't soup. You got to turn it into fucking soup. So I'm comparing final products, guys. And no, final product soup and spaghetti, not in the same world. Unless you got yourself a thick old soup, well, then you're almost talking stew. Mm, I, Hashtag I, Snapchat. I love about Cincinnati spaghetti. Is that what it's called? Cincinnati spaghetti where it's the chili on top of the spaghetti noodles? Oh, I never fuck with that, but I would fuck with that. I would not fuck with that. I love chili and I love noodles. What's wrong with you? I've put chili on top of like I'm too picky before. for that. I don't. Uh. I, there's a lot of things that I don't understand in this world, but one of the top ones for me is being a picky eater, because boring. Like, just eating is boring as fuck. You might as well eat some interesting stuff. No. I have to do it anyway. I might as well be entertained by it. No, Try something I'm new. Good. You're a baby. You're a little food baby. We I need am. to really spin off into a hashtag snack chat. Ten minutes a week talking about stews. You should watch Sam chips. the Cooking Guy on YouTube. The hell is Sam the Cooking Guy? Why he does like him? cooking videos, and he's like the talks about like making things interesting. And he's like, don't eat the same thing every day. Fuck that, he makes dude. Some crazy I'll shit. Eat the same thing every day if it tastes good. And you get bored though, man. You get in the motherfucking rut. Nah, man. I just change it. I turn it into barbecue chicken or something. Go get some new spices. Well, that's that's key. That's key to the mix. Dazzle myself. Anyway. Yeah. So anyhow, this is where Jojo he ends up find his mom and he dances with her in the town square. He follows a butterfly, so he doesn't notice her until he's right under her feet, and then he grabs her by the feet and cries because she's dead. 
It was sad. No one dances. No one dances. She got yeah. hanged. And they made many shots of her feet and other people's feet. So when that scene came up, you were like, oh, shit, those are her feet. Like, yeah. So if you were to overlay, and obviously I didn't do this, so I don't know, but if you were to overlay the shot from earlier when they introduced those shoes where she was dancing like up on that little wall and his head was right by her feet, if you were to overlay them, I guarantee you the feet in the head from like a screenshot from that dancing scene to the hanging scene would be perfect match for match. So I remember the first time I watched this, like the first time they made a point of showing her shoes, I'm like, man, they really want me to she- uh, see her shoes for some reason. And then when They're you nice see shoes. why, you're like, oh, shit. Like it took me a second the first time. I was like, oh, somebody's feet, somebody's hanging. Them. Oh, shit. My hand literally involuntarily went over my mouth. I guessed. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, cause it, I'm not going to say it comes out of nowhere, but I didn't think coming off of a Gestapo raid where they didn't visibly find anything, she was just going to be dead the next scene. Like, no, two scenes later, sorry. See, I wonder if they killed her before or after they searched the house. Cause what if they already killed her and they were just there to see if she had a Jew hidden in their house? Fair question. We don't know how long she was up there for. and Yeah, we Because earlier we saw her walking around dropping off those pamphlets or leaflets or whatever. There was those little notes that yeah. were said like oh, free. free Germany. It was the same one That's that was right. stapled to her or pinned to her dress. Well, earlier in the movie, Rosie and JoJo stopped the gallows and she made him watch and be like, they did all that they could, man. Like. They let us know from the beginning she was definitely part of the resistance. Yeah. She didn't want her son to be the brainwashed Nazi that he was, but he was 10, so like he'd snap out of it. But she had to make sure to be like, nah, man, the resistance is real. But they show us that little flyer then. It was pinned to one of the guy's pants. And then we see her later running around town dropping those off places, and he finds one. And then, yeah, it's pinned to her, too. And she's dead. Like, it was just fucking... That, that scene really fucking jarred me. Like, just shit okay so she's dead now and what is that maybe halfway through the movie a little more Uh, i would say a little bit more than halfway through the movie she was really good in this movie too like i liked her as a mom for him like the fucking scene where she like pretends to be the dad that was awesome and then when they're out by the bridge and she like ties his shoes together and she's like she's like well come on (laughs) she does so much stuff that's like action movie or sci-fi movie or something not to say that she's not a good act actor in those either but sometimes i forget that she can pull off something like this because she was amazing in this movie yeah it was great acting pretty much all the way around in this movie don't no one turned in a bad performance not a single fucking person not a chance it was perfectly cast and acted it was like so we get a lot of him and elsa in between this and... No, that, that had already happened. What we get now is him going home with his Hitler knife that he had gotten back from her after she'd stolen earlier, and he stabs her in the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Because he's, like, blaming her. That whole montage you're talking about happened a little while ago. Like, it's when they fell in love. You know what I mean? I'm just chilling and, and doing the book. But now he's, like, conflicted because he's, like, what I've been brainwashed to do is hate this person, and clearly it's her fault my mom is dead. But... The smart part of him realizes that's not at all what happened. It's not her fault. She's stuck in the middle just like he's stuck in the middle. So he half-heartedly stabs her in the shoulder. And then they, like, chill on the floor together, weeping. It's a pretty fucking intense set of scenes between him finding the mom. Like, the Gestapo, the mom in the gallows, and then him stabbing her. It's just like, holy shit. Like, 
things really came to a boiling point. And then right that's there. when, like, what, we see him, like, rooting through the trash? Or was that's when he finds his buddy with the glasses? And he's, like, telling him about being in war and shit and, like, being like, oh, yeah, he's like, he's like, it's crazy because we got the Russians coming in from this way. And he's like, the Americans are coming from that way. He's like, but the Russians are the worst because they want to eat our babies and fuck our dogs and but then he tells his buddy about you about elsa and like he's she's basically my girlfriend yeah i got a and... jewish girlfriend he's like that's great he's like oh look <laughs> at you you got a girlfriend dude that character was so perfectly acted too but he was not even that but just so perfectly played how cheery and happy he is yeah. the whole time like when he first sees him they're walking with that freaking rocket launcher and he sees he drops his end and the fucking rocket goes off in the building. Oh, just so yeah, slapstick comedy using a rocket. Like it's essentially what that was. It was so fucking funny. His paper uniform. <laughs> paper like. Well then he also reveals though to Jojo that Hitler committed suicide, so like this shit is over. And JoJo's like, no, no way. I don't believe that shit. But then Rebel Wilson shows up on the scene and she tells Yogi to go hug someone with a bomb. No, she gives him a gun. Yeah. And then she's she got gives... her little, her 18 little twins that look like clones. No, they call them the clones. Yeah, early on. They... I think just playing around, with, like I said, all that fucking like black magic, like dark science sort of weird shit. Like they were working on, that's why they wanted twins. So they could. Test on both of them to see, like, I'm not wanting any of the fucking Nazi experiments here. It's a, not a side road we need to go down. It's fucked up. But all of a sudden, there's there's bombs coming down now. Like, there's a full-on attack happening. And the citizens are out there in the streets fighting. The German shepherds we saw earlier out there fighting. <laughs> the actual shepherds who are German. Right, Not right, German right, right. Shepherds as in the dog. And this is when Rockwell and his fucking side piece show up in their flare uniforms. Oh, yeah. They have some very great uniforms. Majestic. Some uh, has got like He's got like a music, like some... like Some horn. Yeah, some like yeah. music horn playing. It's so perfect. And he's just, they're out there just fucking... <laughs> just fucking rolling people down and they're just in these... What all these colors and glitter and red spikes, and blue pyramids. and gold? Oh, it was it was it was fabulous. I loved it. Very flamboyant. But then they lose. Unfortunately for the Germans, they lose. But fortunately for the rest of the world, certainly. But so JoJo's just kind of wandering around in his little Nazi jacket that Rebel Wilson had put him in earlier. So an American soldier grabs him and throws him into this courtyard with a whole bunch of other people. Because he's like, round up all the fucking Nazis. If you were fighting, I don't care how old you are. Go in this little courtyard over here. We're going to deal with you. Uh, and he's like, oh, shit. I thought I was free. Now I'm fucked. But who's there to see him? Sam motherfucking Rockwell. And he's all like, all right, I got to save this little kid's life. And so he's like, I want you to go home and take care of your sister. And then he pulls his jacket off him. And he fucking pushes him to the side. And he starts, like, making disparaging remarks at him. He's like, get this Jew, get this Jew away from me. Yeah, and then he spits on him. Dirty fucking Jew. The Americans all like, hey, hey, fuck you. And he starts like bashing Sam Rockwell in the face, and Sam Rockwell's just like smiling at little JoJo, and then little JoJo takes off like a rabbit back home. Well, they throw JoJo outside the courtyard. They drag Captain K away, 
And then as JoJo's watching them drag him away, we don't see it, but we hear the fucking machine gun oh, fire. Yeah. And then they, he's like, they just oh. wasted all those Nazis. They at least killed Captain K. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about that. And so he just runs back home. He's like, fuck this shit. And then he sees Yoki again. He runs back into his boy. And Yogi's like, hey, man, looks like your girlfriend's free now. These Germans got fucked up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, it's not good. It's not a good time to be a Nazi. But Jojo doesn't like this news because he's kind of grown to enjoy having Elsa in the wall, like not having her be free to go away from him. So he goes back home and he's like, sorry, girl, the Germans lost. I don't know what to tell you. Or the Germans won. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. He lies and says the Germans won. And she's like, fuck. And he's like, shit, now I feel bad, though. She feels bad. He's like, but I think that me and Nathan can get you out of this bitch. (laughs) And she's like, Nathan's dead. And he's like, well, me and fake fake Nathan got a plan. that was funny. But before they can get... Well, they have a discussion. He admits that he loves her. He comes out and says it at this point. He's like, I ain't got nothing to lose, man. I'll tell her. And she's like, yeah, I love you, too, but like a brother. He's like, cool. All right. He's like, I'll take it. I'll take the love. You got to trust me. We got to go outside. I'm going to get you out of here. I'll sneak you out. Don't worry about it. Because he still hasn't told her the Germans have lost yet. And that she's going to be able to just walk outside. Yeah. He still wants to be a hero to her. Then all of a sudden, Hitler shows back up. Oh, yeah. Before before they are able to leave, he goes to his room. And Hitler shows back up. And he's like full-blown fucking crazy Hitler with a gunshot wound to his head. And he's just like, what the f-? He's like, He's like, He's like, what the fuck are you doing? This is bullshit. Like, you gotta kick this bitch to the curb. Fucking pull your fucking bootstraps up and fucking come find me. It's me, Hitler. And then he's like, he's like, no, man, fuck you. Like, I'm not doing that shit. And he's like, hey, why don't you just hail me? Hail me once. Hail me. <laughs> hail me for 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 old time's sake. Just a little, just a little hail. <laughs> and then that's when JoJo's like. Fuck you, Hitler. And he kicks him out the window. He boots him in the chest like he's fucking Jason Bourne. And he goes flying out the window. Yeah, it was a good time. Hitler did choose to dive out the window earlier. Oh, that was early. He's like, I got somewhere I got to be. And then he chose to do it. Yeah, I think imaginary Hitler's fine going out the window. Or like when he was eating that unicorn head. (laughs) Okay, dude, that was so funny. Because he had made an offhand comment earlier to JoJo that he was going home to have Unicorn's Head for dinner. And later when JoJo was foraging for food, like you'd mentioned earlier in this little montage, they show him sitting there eating like gelatin cubes or something. Something. And and Hitler's sitting there eating a fucking Unicorn's Head. (laughs) (laughs) And then the movie just kind of ends with them dancing in the street, which was a fitting ending because she said the first thing she wanted to do when she became free was dance. Well, and that's why he definitely truly knew he loved her, because earlier when his mom was dancing and talking about dance, she was like, dancing is being free, because he didn't want to dance. And she's like, you got to dance. Dancing is freedom. Like, that was a whole thing that, like, definitely rang true throughout his life. So that's why he was like, cool. And that's why they ended up dancing. Well, after she slaps him. Oh, yeah. When she realized she saw the Americans driving around with American flags and she walks up and she walks close to him, and then he kind of closes the distance, and then she fucking slaps him. <laughs> He's thinking, like, I'm going to get a kiss or something. That kiss we were talking about earlier, I earned it. This isn't just a sympathy kiss. And she's like, nope, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. And then he says, I deserve that. <laughs> yes. But I like they like this final scene because they like bookended the movie. Because in the beginning of the movie, it's him in his room. He's tying his tie up. He's kind of talking to himself before Hitler comes in. And then and then Hitler's like, Hail me and the 
that's where he gets the whole Heil thing going in the beginning. And at the end, he's giving himself a pep talk in his room, like, all right, we got to go outside with this girl. And then Hitler shows back up, and he's like, Heil me. And then the other thing was he didn't know how to tie his shoes, and at the end of the movie, he tied her shoes yeah, before they stepped it. outside. I was going to bring that up when you were done, if you didn't mention it, because that was one of the nicest touches to me in the whole movie, was his mom tying his shoe the whole time. He even struggled tying his mom's shoe when she was hanging in the courtyard or the town square. They showed him try to tie the shoe, then he gave up in frustration and yeah. went back to dan- dancing with her feet again. And then, yeah, he tied Elsa's shoe, and it was like, oh, that's fucking perfect. Right before they walk out the door. And he also quoted his mom earlier yeah. when they were leaving, and he was like, is it going to be safe out there or whatever? I don't remember the exact words, but basically she's like, it's dangerous out there, but in a joking way. And he says the exact same thing to Elsa. It was just, there were so many callbacks that made the script so it was so perfectly written. Yeah, I agree with that. So that's pretty much where this movie ends. Uh, does anybody have anything else to say about Jojo Rabbit? I'm sure we'll get to it. I like the end, like when they start dancing. I really liked Elsa and Jojo, and like the movie's over. But I'm like, I want more of these two. Like I don't care where they're going or what they do. I just want fucking more of them. I, that's a, that's a, to me like the mark of a great character in anything is when you're like I would like to see more of them. Whether it makes sense for me to ever see another story with these characters, I would love to. In this case, I don't think we ever will, and that's great because yeah. this story was fucking just so well done. But I agree, I would like to watch them like ten years down the road. What are they doing? So there was the scene early on where they started hanging out, and she was they were going back and forth. He was naming famous German people, and she was naming famous Jews, and I'm like. I know like two of those. I don't know who else those people are. I knew like Beethoven and Mozart. It made me feel uneducated. So I'm like, I don't know any of those people. I don't remember what any of them were off the top of my And I probably didn't know who any of them were either. I'm going to guess artists based on her character. Probably. Artists or poets or something like that. Musicians. Because they name check Rilke, the Film person stars. that they quote at the end too. And I can't say that I know anything about Rilke outside of I know the name. That couldn't even give you that person's full name right now either. Just the last name. That's how much I know about them. Yeah, I don't even know that much. So nothing. Well, you know it from this movie unless you've already forgotten it. Mm, It's a good chance I've probably forgotten. What's that scene where uh, Sam Rockwell basically like saved his life? That really got me the first time. That was a really good scene. Mm -hmm. That was really good I was like choking up. I was like, like, are they going to really end this movie with this kid fucking dying? The way Rockwell played it was so perfect because it almost caught me off guard the way he transitioned from like being friendly with him to being bad to him so that he would be separated. Like, yeah. it was such a quick thing. Like, yeah, it almost like gut punched me. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I know he isn't a bad person, but he's playing it so yeah. well right now. Because, like, I feel for his character at that time where he's like, he gives a shit about JoJo, but he's like, I got to be a fucking dick right now so you can get the fuck out of here. Because yeah. even spits on him. He's like, this fucking dirty Jew. Puh. The only saving grace or what makes me feel kind of good about it is, I mean, as far as having sympathy towards the Nazi is that I think he had been ready to die since before we even met him at the beginning yeah. of this movie. Oh, he wanted to die in battle. At least here he got to feel redeemed. You know, he did something good for someone else because he knew by the end and maybe even before, I mean, this movie, he knew, I think, the whole movie, this Nazi shit was all bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, even at the at that fucking weekend camp, he's all like, he's like, oh, he's like, instead of leading my men into battle, I'm here 
with these kids, you know, he's like teaching them propaganda when it doesn't even matter because we're fighting a losing war. And no, I think it was even more than that, though. Like, it wasn't just that he knew they were losing the war. I think he thought that all the hating Jewish people and all this other shit was nonsense. Well, yeah, too, but I, I definitely agree with that. But I think he was one who was fully gung ho with it when he was out there fighting in the war and got to be that person. But it wasn't until he got put on the sidelines, he had a chance to think about it and get away from that part of it that he realized that's all bullshit. Especially at the end, when it became way more apparent that Hitler was full of nonsense. Yeah, when that kid's all like, oh yeah, Hitler just was like, fuck this, killed himself. That kid, fucking five stars. Alright, so I guess that brings us to the point of the program where we are going to rate this movie on a scale of 1 to 50 Randy Quaid's, where 1 is the lowest... 50 is the highest, and 2 to 49, literally anything in between. IMDb rates this movie 39.5 Randy Quaid's. You also left that off my sheet. I know. Thank you for knowing. Well, I mean, I didn't know when I sent it to you. Before you put a lot of really relevant information on it. Well, there was literally two things I left off. Those are two things that I'm most interested in. (laughs) Well, I don't give a fuck about two top fives. You could cut all of that and I wouldn't give a shit. But I want to know the taglines. I want to know what is rated. Well, you got the rating. I'm rating on one to five stars this week. It's going to come out to the same thing, so don't worry about it. We're going to go to, we're going to start off with Johnny Spade since this was his pick. 50. Ooh, 50. Dang boy. All right, so elaborate. elaborate. Yes. (laughs) I just loved it. I loved all the characters. All the characters no, were I'm great. Done. Sorry, I'm pulling a J Biggs. I'm done. All the characters were great. All the character interactions, like the music, the story, the tale, the emotions. It's fantastic. So would you say that you would see this movie again? Yes. And you would recommend that people see this movie? I have, and I will continue to do so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you recommended that we see it, and we did it for uh, the podcast. Go watch this movie if you have not, even though... It is now spoiled. <laughs> it's still funny. Oh, we couldn't possibly do this movie justice. So if this is your first exposure to Jojo Rabbit, for some reason you decided to listen to us three idiots talk about it instead of actually watching it, go watch it now. It's worth it. And if you feel like killing Nazis, go play Wolfenstein. Yeah. It's a fun if game. If you want to watch a bunch of Nazis get killed, go watch Inglorious Bastards. And let's go to myself for the rating <laughs> of this movie well i was gonna you go to you then i was me. like fuck that no Let's you go got me. me there dude i i did not see that coming i did not see that coming <laughs> that was hilarious i didn't do it on purpose i swear to god ah, i don't know about that so i didn't <laughs> i'm going to rate this movie not as high as johnny spade but still in the 40s, I'm going to give this a 41. As I really did like this movie. I thought it was a great movie. And the more that we talked about it, the more I was like, it was like backing up and reinforcing my feelings I have for this movie. I also thought that this movie had another thing in common, with, or had at least one thing in common with G Force outside of Sam Rockwell. And that's. Oh boy. Oh boy one-liners there was a lot of one-liners in this movie there were and a lot of them were funny 
Which is a little bit different than G-Force because G-Force, only some of them were funny. Maybe G-Force was really short for Gestapo Force. And they were Gestapo gerbils. No, nah, because they were with... Or guinea pigs. The feds. Oh, yeah, like the feds aren't involved with the fucking Nazis. Come on, bro. What are you eating over there? What are you, what are you drinking over there? Come on. What do you believe in? All right, Nazis so... Nazis the highest levels. I would recommend <laughs> that other people see this movie. I would also say I would see it again. I probably won't buy it, but I'll watch it again. I mean, I'm like, I might not go out of my way to watch it, but I'll watch it. Are you, are you, are you done? Are you passing the baton over to me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't tell me you were done, so, okay. All right, so this, this time on JT Money's five-star spectacular rating scale... I'm going to give Jojo Rabbit 4.7 stars. Or 47 Randy Quaid's. Or whatever that would be out of 100. 94. Cool. So a solid A for Jojo Rabbit. Uh, 4.5 JT Money stars. 4.7. Fuck. Yes. Uh, yeah, get it right, guys. Just go ahead and cut that out. 4.5, 4.7. 4.7. So this movie was, we've talked about it. We've all kind of covered, there's just so much that was so perfect. So many things in the script that came into play later, came into play multiple times, built upon the emotion, really created a small cast of characters that you could care about and that you were either rooting for or against. But the nice thing about most of the cast is you were rooting for them. This didn't give you a whole bunch of fucking bad guys to hate personally. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a bunch of people that were fighting against a force that you know is evil. Even the Adolf character, you didn't really hate because it was really just the uh, projection of this 10-year-old boy. They played him as a jester. He was meant to be a joke and a fool, and you're supposed to laugh at him. So, yes, we all know you hate Adolf Hitler, and that's why you can take him and turn him into this fucking fool. And that's the the brilliance of this movie is 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 using him in that way and having him booted out the window at the end and this kid realizing, you know, that this is an anti hate satire. First time I watched this, I got some drop dead Fred vibes on the Adolf scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does actually ring true to me after you say it. So I will purchase this movie, I will watch this movie again, and I would recommend this movie to people. It's rare to find like a, a, a movie about Adolf Hitler and the Nazis that is both poignant in its political and social message, but also genuinely funny and touching. Like, I would agree. I, I, one of my favorite movies, and this is kicking it back to an old one, it's called like To Be or Not To Be. It's from 1942 with Carol Lombard in it. And it deals, it's right before, like this movie came out legitimately right before America even entered World War II in real time. But it's already about like, fuck the Nazis. But it's a black, and this is why I thought of the term black comedy earlier, because that movie truly is, it handles it in a black comedy kind of way. But it was handling it in real time. It didn't have the ability of this movie to have everyone yeah. watching it already know the Nazis are bad, right? 1942, I'm sure there were, well... More than there are now, people who were like, yeah, fuck yeah, the Nazis. This movie was, I think it was nominated for like six Academy Awards. Shit, really? Yeah, and I think Taika Waititi won for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah, because I did notice this was based on a book. And I think I read he had a lot to do with the soundtrack. I think it was nominated for Best Soundtrack, too. I I, I loved it. The way they ended on David Bowie heroes in german it was so fucking perfect like it capped off a great soundtrack for the whole movie yeah i typically am not like 
super in tune to the music, but I thought it worked well. I only can tell when I don't like it, really. Which, you know what, if that's the indicator, if it's just, it's the way I look at professional wrestling commentary. As long as it doesn't bother me, I don't care if it's good. Because yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be there anyway. I've just got to learn to deal with it, you know? But when it's bad, I can't. Yeah. When it's bad, I have to point it out. The Black Eyed Peas. Boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so I think at that point, we can uh, all agree that you can catch all of our new episodes on Apple Podcasts, 50RandyQuades.com, and also Spotify. Next time on 50 Randy Quades. Episode 129, Astro Boy. We go back to hashtag cage dog edition for the 53rd time in this animated movie starring the one true god, Nicholas Cage. And I hate to say it. Although it looks like a fantastic cast, but it does not appear we'll have four Sam Rockwells in a row. Ah, damn. I was hoping to keep that Rockwell train going. No, man, this is going to be a nice cast. I think you're going to have a hard time deciding who to cut out because you're going to recognize a lot of names. Oh, it's going to be a long cast list next episode. Dude, it's long. It is long. Oh, boy. But I don't see uh, I don't see our boy Sam Rockwell. We're going to get another Sam Rockwell in here in the future. I love that man. I got plenty of movies of his I'd pick. Well, I'm sure we'll be seeing more Rockwell movies in the near future. But until next time, we watch movies so you don't have to. Peace Peace out. out.